0: Hey everybody! Uh, welcome to Detox Podcast. I am so happy to be here with you right now. Honestly, this is my favorite part of the week—is sitting here recording and talking to you. Uh, this is episode twenty-eight, I believe, and it's called Michelle. And uh, yeah, I'm getting so close to Whisper and Roar Workshop in San Carlos, California. I think it's like two weeks until I go, uh, maybe three, but I am so excited to go down there and just do my thing uh, with Teg car uh, If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, you can buy tickets to that. Uh, it is Whisper and Roar on Eventbrite. And then, following that, on February 23rd, uh, there's Love Fest, where I'm going to be reading poetry to you. It is put on by Sober Saturdays. It's a secret event so far. Uh, she's going to be dropping hints uh, shortly here, if not already, about the location. And believe me, you guys are going to want to be there for this. Uh, she has given me a sneak peek of the venue and it is drop dead gorgeous. I cannot wait to be on that stage. I... Oh, I'm visualizing it already. I'm just reading to you telling you about the correlation between uh negative self-talk and addiction and uh yeah i honestly never thought that i had an issue with self-love uh at, at the core of my being I always loved myself i never was like super like self-loathing until i was in addiction really and it's it's weird to look back on it. Um, I feel like I almost have this like duality within me that's uh, one part that is so dark and one part that is so light, and it's trying to reconcile those two together. And I'm doing a lot of reflection, especially in um, in preparation for Love Fest, on what I'm going to read, what I'm going to say. And I don't think I really did love myself very well for, for a very long time, uh, which is great, which is great reflection time. And I'm, I'm so excited to dive into that and, and see what comes up for me. Uh, maybe I'll even have some new material to share with you folks about it, uh, new poems. So you can buy tickets for that on Eventbrite as well, uh, Love Fest by Sober Saturdays. And yeah, um, let's dive in. This poem is called Michelle. Hang on to the hope. You will get there, one day at a time. I know it sounds cliche, but you will. You said this in a moment of sunlight, about fears past and fears to come. I'll hang on, as cliche as it is, even as my nails break and my fingers bleed, with rocks tied to my ankles and water rising up. I'll hang on. So this... Those first sentences, the hang on to hope, you will get there only one day at a time. That's all in quotation marks, and it is a direct quote from a woman named Michelle who was in hip sobriety school with me. I had posted into the group in a moment of fear. Um, I didn't know if I could do it. I didn't know if I could stay sober. Uh, I was terrified that I would lose it all. She said this to me. And it stuck out to me. Um, Maybe perhaps because it was cliche and she named that, she was like, hang on to hope. It's cliche, but just do it. And me being such a visual, um, imaginative person, anytime there's anything, I come up, I cook up with a story in my head with all this, like, this person, like, hanging onto a cliff with their, like, nails breaking apart and, like, you're bleeding and there's literally ropes like around your ankles with rocks and the water is slowly creeping up and creeping up and creeping up and no matter what, no matter what happens no matter how heavy it gets, how painful it gets how bloody it gets even if the water is right at your lips and it's about to spill into your mouth and drown you you're not going to let go and the reason that you're not going to let go is because of the people who hold you up? It's people like Michelle, who are there for you when you need it. This episode is pretty much all about how um, community is so vital to your success and sobriety. Uh, addiction is so isolating, and it teaches us to be so. We We shy away. Um, We are filled with shame and guilt and regret and pain, and we just lock it away. We don't want people to see it. We don't want people to see us at our worst, and we don't want people to stop us from continuing to drink. So we start to lie, we start to become secretive, and we stop uh, spilling our hearts to the people that we love. We stop being honest with ourselves. We stop being honest with our friends and our family. And so that access to vulnerability and emotion and what our hearts and our souls truly need is severed. What I needed was safe places for me to reconnect that severed tie to my heart and my soul. I needed places that would allow me to test that to dip my toes in to see what it was like to open up once again Um, I've always been a really open person I've always wanted to dive deep into my soul my unconscious my um the layers of my myself but addiction halted that in its tracks so for me the first community that I found, I, I never thought that AA would be what worked for me. Um, also, it felt so final. I remember going to therapy uh, back in the day. Um, and she said, okay, well, if you can't stop on your own, if you can't do this little task that I'm telling you to do, if this doesn't help you moderate, then we're going to have to consider AA. And so that seemed very black and white to me. It was like, either what, if you fail at what you're doing now, AA is the only next step. So it just kind of didn't really feel like a choice. It was kind of like a, almost like a punishment for not being good enough at helping myself. Uh, So I kind of always just had like a, a negative view of it just because of that, I think. Um, but it meant that I had failed. So I didn't go down that path and it took me Googling desperately uh, for help. And I came across hip sobriety school and that seemed like such a, that seemed like my own choice. It was my own choice. I found it on my own and um, I signed up. And then we're placed into this big Facebook group of people who are all, like, essentially at the exact same point. Like, the first day of hip sobriety school was, like, everybody's day one, essentially. And we just, like, jumped in together. And we went through all the motions together. And I can't tell you how how invaluable that was. All these little, like, raw, like... I almost, like, feel like people who are new in sobriety are kind of like brand new vampires. Like, they're, like, so crazed, so emotional, so um so edgy. And, like, that's how I felt anyway. Like, you, um, all you can do is the next right thing at that point. You're so um, zoned in on just, like, battling through the day, like, all white knuckling and almost, but... Working it out together to find tools to not be so white knuckled all the time. And I guess what I'm getting at is that these people saved my life. These friends that I've made, these connections that I've made, they are the reason that I know how to talk to my friends and family and my spouse. They're the reasons that I know how to um, articulate myself and create proper boundaries with myself and. I was able to bounce ideas off of them because they they saw me and they experienced everything that I experienced. So it was really the almost like looking into a mirror of yourself at that point, right? Instead of trying to deal with somebody else's mirror as well. And what I mean by that is we all have our own perceptions of reality based off of all of the experiences that we've had our emotions towards things so when we're presented with somebody else's um situation it's hard not to kind of imprint our own uh impression of it based on what we have in our own personal experience and just actively witness them for who they are so if you have people in addiction who you can then talk to their mirrors are your mirrors for a lot of things. So even if those things kind of get in the way, the, um, you reflecting back onto yourself and them reflecting back onto themselves, the reflection is the same. Uh, and so it just it makes it a lot easier. A lot easier. And you feel so welcome and home and safe. And I was able to start opening up again and really start uh, exploring why I had been so shut down and um, why I had let it go on so long without even really noticing. So I, I really recommend if you're in a place right now where you feel so alone and if for some wonderful reason I am your only lifeline at this point or you just need a reminder, there are so many people in your life that you can reach out to they might not be there yet or not, but they're there. And for me, in the, the very beginning, um, you might remember from my first episode, I did this Facebook blast um, on Bell Let's Talk Day 2017. I was still drinking at the time. And uh, I, I put on Facebook, hey, I was like, hey, I've got a drinking problem. Don't bother me about it. I just need to be honest. But so many people were like, came to me and offered me support. And like, <sighs> I decided to take some of them up on it, you know? Like I, on nights where I was really struggling and like that glass was just like one inch away from my hand and then, you know, just one swift motion into my mouth. It was really hard to remember that those people were there. In that moment, you've got tunnel vision like crazy. You're just trying to fight through that craving, fight through that moment to try to get to the other side without um, without giving in to the cravings, but those people are there and they have reached out. All you got to do is text them back or say, hey, I'm taking a you up on your offer that I can I can message you anytime. You said that if I needed some help, I could reach out to you. That was a huge barrier for me to get through. That was an obstacle for sure, a, a hurdle. Uh, but I did it. And it was revolutionary. It's It really helped get the ball rolling. And it was a way to be vulnerable. So I highly recommend if you have people in your life who have offered you help, take it. It is not being selfish. You are not being a burden. People do not offer help when they do not want to give you help. Take them up on the offer. Do it. And then as you go, there are other wonderful communities. Something I'm so excited about is Sober Saturdays. When I found out, it was like, I think September, my friend showed me her profile. A, non, uh, a non-sober a non friend, by the way, um, as you go, people... Um, people will help and I have amazing friends who who share these things with me all the time they're like hey just you know there's this amazing woman in Edmonton who is uh, putting on sober events booze free events and that blew my mind I was like are you serious this is happening in my city Edmonton Alberta Edmonton Alberta like not Los Angeles like Edmonton Alberta oh my god And so I was like, I was blown away by this, the fact that this was in my reality, something that I could go to and be safe at. And I don't, I personally resisted getting real life help in Edmonton for a very long time or real life support in Edmonton for a very long time. All of the hip sobriety school stuff, that was all online. And most people were in the States. There was a few people in Canada, some people in the UK, some people in Australia. But mostly they were in the States. And so in order to connect with them, I would have to go fly to the States to meet up with them. And I did that a few times. I did. Uh, but, But it kind of made me forget about Edmonton. Like, I live here. Why wouldn't I try to start finding some support, like, right here outside my doorstep? I feel like I'm really leaning into that now and... Sorry, I have a little bit of cold. <sniffs> Sorry. Um, <clears throat> Sober Saturdays in Edmonton. Doing incredible things. Please come to these events if you feel like you um, don't have any community, if you're in the area, uh, because it's, it's awesome, and I need you. <laughs> so please come. And... In Calgary, uh, for uh, there's a boring little girls' club that you can hang out at. Uh, they do events, I think, almost every month. Um, find them on Instagram. Boring little girls' club. Uh, it's run by a woman in Calgary, and that's another uh, Blues free events thing they've got going down there. And I can't wait to see like how this just like unravels and explodes and just becomes so awesome. And you know what? Once you enter into sobriety, it can be tough. Friendships will fall away. Uh, Whether or not you're leaving behind your group of, like, book club ladies that you drink wine with every week or month or whatever. Wow, you read a book every week? That's crazy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, like, meeting every month. Or... Uh, just your, you know, your your group of people that all you do is go out to the bar or all you do is hang out and drink wine together and uh, or get together with other moms or your group of guy friends that you have that you go for beers and you watch the game. And it's it's easy when you enter into sobriety for things to start to not align. And people will either come up to meet you, or they will fall away. You will either be welcomed in your new state of being, your new beautiful state of being, or they won't be ready to meet you in that place yet. And that does not mean that there's anything wrong with you. You're just in different places. They'll be ready or they won't and that is no reflection on you so shine brightly in your no, in your new being your new state and just walk tall and the people who you need in your life will show up my friendship circle has revolutionized <laughs> revolutionized and they are people who uphold me and support me. Some of them are sober and some of them are not. But let me tell you, there are beautiful, amazing people who have just walked right into my life that I didn't know existed before, and you meet them in the craziest places. Like, you'll go anywhere. You'll attend a workshop or, um, I don't know, <laughs> wow, I don't have any ideas for you there, but um, they will show up. When you start living your true authentic life uh, and just owning it and letting the negativity, the things that no longer match up with you fall away, the good things, the things that will support you and comfort you and hold you high will come. The people who hold you high will come. And Soon you will find yourself surrounded by beautiful people who um, you've been wondering where they've been all your life. So reach out. Allow good to come in. Hang on to the hope. You will get there, one day at a time. I know it sounds cliche, but you will. You said this in a moment of sunlight about fears past and fears to come. I'll hang on, as cliche as it is, even as my nails break and my fingers bleed, with rocks tied to my ankles and water rising up, I'll hang on. Have a great week, friends. See you next time.